Oh, what does this button do? Bodyguard. I'll be Whitney, you be Kevin Costner. Oh, oh my god. No? Okay. We have our own little good, love story. That was such a good comparison. And I'm oh. Well, hi everyone. <laughs> Hello. Scratching my nose, not picking my boogers, I promise. Um it is episode 18 of Stuck Inside and Hungry All the Time, and it is the new year. Mm-hmm. We are in it. We are a week into the new year. Officially. Um, officially. And yeah, it's the new year. We're here. Fun times. I'm wearing a Nickelodeon shirt. My hair is driving me insane, but it's okay because it's going away this weekend. Hell Yeah. Um, I'm going to do full 07 Britney. Yes. So I'm excited about that. A complete, you're not doing a complete shave though. I'm not like going to be bald. No, okay. I'm not going to be bald. I'm going to have enough fuzz where I can dye the fuzz. Okay. And my fuzz gotcha, will be gotcha. red, but not like bold. So not, I mean, pretty close to 07 Britney. Right. I mean, 07 Britney in the sense of I'm shaving my head. Ah. Uh. But not bold. Bold. Yes. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about usually we don't we haven't had topics for the last couple ones, but today we have a topic. Yeah. Angie wants to know. What was your I actually again? I found my seventh house, but we can talk oh, about birth charts. Yeah. Mackenzie had asked me if you have to have a seventh house. And I actually Googled it. I had Googled it because um, I guess some. I mean, I still don't know the answer to that question. Like, do you have to have one? Yeah. But I found what well, mine is. Let's see here. So I Googled it because apparently, apparently that is not an uncommon thing. So somebody had put, I guess on some horoscope forum or whatever somewhere, they're like, I have no planets in my seventh house! Exclamation point. Like that. <laughs> Help! Help! Um, let me see. So it says, we have, we all have 12 houses and only 10 planets. Even if all your planets were evenly distributed throughout your chart, they couldn't inhabit each and every house. When a planet is in a house, the planet expresses itself in the corresponding area of the person's life that the house represents. For example, if your son is in the third, you will need to write, teach, chat, barter, anything having to do with the transfer of information and goods. So let me find the response to that. So what we're talking about is in astrology in your birth chart you have your signs then you have your ascendant your moon and your main sun sign but then there's also your mercury your jupiter your saturn or blah 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 and then within that you also have the houses Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to be getting into that because i actually really don't know much about that so we're gonna all learn today exactly we're gonna learn about your birth chart today so it says here, if you have no planets in the seventh, it simply means that being 
in a partnership. So the seventh house has to do with your partnerships, your relationships. So if you have no planets in the seventh, it simply means that being in a partnership is not essential to the expression of your planets. So if you don't have a planet in that house, it's not gonna, your, your, you being in a partnership or in a relationship isn't going to affect what the other planets do within your chart. Okay. So let's look into these things. This is Zodiac Time with Valeria. Part two. <laughs> we'll have like probably part a billion of these. Yeah, part a thousand because astrology is a never ending thing. Some people think that astrology isn't real. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. I can see, I can see what you're talking about. Um, because but, but it is. But astrology, I mean... Because here's the thing, astrology, there's always something new about it. It's never one, it's not 100%. Yeah. Because um, you can't say like, oh, I'm an Aquarius, so I'm this way. Because first of all, Aquarians are like nobody else. We're separate from everybody. Um, That's true. But you can be like, your main, your sun sign, which is the sign that you were born under. Um, but then you also have the other signs that are within you that really bring about who you really are as a person so you don't you a lot of times you won't be the truest form of your sign you will be the basis of your sign but then mixed with other things because then there's also emotions um how we handle work finances uh, re yeah relationships our home lives and stuff like that mm -hmm. so and then plus so what we know as the current zodiac system is the uh, what's it called pretty much the roman system because it's based off of the roman calendars from january to december but there was this whole thing about how nasa i think it was nasa somebody found that there was a 13th zodiac sign mm -hmm. which is the um i don't know how to pronounce it i want to say it's ophiuchus i've heard people say ophiuchus whichever yeah. one that one is between The Ophiuchus is, I want to say, is before Sagittarius. Let me Google it. So that one would be a 13th sign, which would move a lot of people over one. But a lot of people are like, no, forget it, because it has nothing to do with the calendar system of ours. But it's like, so, I mean, <laughs> I recognize that it's there, but I'm just used to the regular um astrology that i'm used to um either way with ophiuchus in it i'm still an aquarius so i checked if if we included the if we included the astrology with ophiuchus in it aquarius would start on february the 16th which is my birthday so let me find this, the Ophiuchus sign. I know when that came out, that came out like a couple years ago and then it like resurfaced again. I want to say last year or two years ago and people were like, oh my God. Well, according to what this, then I? I would be a Scorpio, which no, I would be a Libra. Ophiuchus, Ophiuchus, I don't know how to pronounce it. So Ophiuchus would be the 29th of November to the 17th of December, which would make
Sagittarius, the 17th of December. I'm accepting these cookies. Okay. <laughs> which Bro, accept them cookies. Accepting these cookies, uh, which would make Sagittarius December the 17th to January the 20th. So a lot of people are saying that with um, a focus in it, that's the actual astrology, like the correct form of astrology, which I mean would make sense. I wonder why they just, well, I guess they took it out because it doesn't match our current calendar system. But like also, why you gotta erase him like that? You know? Mm -hmm. So it says here at stylist.co.uk, we love the Brits. Yes. Um, it says that the BBC previously speculated that ancient astrologers perhaps ignored Ophiuchus because they wanted to chart these 360 degree path of the sun in a mathematically pleasing way of 12 equal parts, each one of 30 degrees. Whatever the reason, the unfamiliar constellation represents a man wrestling a serpent, dividing the snake's body into two parts. As such, a fucus is considered a healer of men, a doctor of medicine, or a scientist who seeks higher education and enlightenment. He also, he's also an interpreter of dreams favored by his father and other authority figures and expected to achieve a high position in life. So I say we include him because he sounds like a pretty cool guy and he fights snakes. So like, how can we not? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's rude. So pretty much for convenience, they just wiped him out of the, wiped him out. Nice, nice. But, so yeah, so you see astrology. So technically in that case, Philip would still be a Virgo and I would be a Libra. Either way, you and me would get along. Exactly. Either way, I will love you. Because I did my birth chart and it says I'm a Scorpio. You see, that's another thing. Depending on the website or wherever you read it, especially if you're born on a cusp, a lot of websites begin, like, let's say, for example, for you, they would say that Scorpio ends on the 22nd of November. Yeah. But other places would say that Scorpio ends on the 21st of November and Sagittarius starts on the 22nd. And I mean, I was born right, I was born November 22nd at 1.04 a.m. Oh, yeah. So you were just... I was cussed. fresh, yes, fresh into. So, if we would say in this sense, I guess for the time, I would say you are more Scorpio, yeah, than Sagittarius. But you do have a lot of Sagittarius qualities. That's accurate. Because when you rage, you rage. But when Scorpio rages, they rage too. So, <laughs> you're just an emotional being. But also, I'm a heavy risk taker, which is heavily Sagittarius. Yeah, that's a hard Sagittarius. That's a hard Sag. That's a hard Sagittarius thing. <clears throat> I'm like mortality, not me. I'll live forever. <laughs> Mortal, I am not. Um, yeah, I would still be an Aquarius because Aquarius would start the 15th. I mean, the 16th of February, which is my exact birthday, and then end on March the 11th. 
But then Amber would be a Pisces because Pisces would start March the 11th to April the 18th. And Amber is the 22nd of March, which is the cusp between Aries and Pisces. When is Morgana's birthday? Definitely an Aries. Yeah. You see, that's the thing though. It's funny because it's like, if we moved over a bit, a lot of the people who would change signs are, um, I don't know. I feel like Amber, well, since Amber's already between, like, on the cusp of Pisces and Aries, I could see where she could be a Pisces because, one, she's very emotional. Um, that is true. What's it called? A big dreamer, as Pisces are. Um, they just want people to love them. That's why she gets into so much trouble with people. Um, they're just like friendly human beings. Yeah. Aries, um, can also be friendly, but they are also consider themselves the tip of the top in whatever they do. Cause in the modern astrology, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So of course they're going to think they're number one, not to get confused with Leo who like to think they're number one, but they're not. So, um, <laughs> I didn't say they're it. Not. But they're not. Love Leos, though. Leos are the opposite signs. It's the complementary signs of Aquarius, which is why I love them so much. Um, What's the complementary sign of Scorpio? uh, Let's see. (laughs) But but either way, I could see where Amber is a Pisces. She she would just be a really angry fish. She would be a piranha. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, she would be a pro- plus she loves to eat. So if you stick food in her face, she will devour it. We have we have this thing where we call it amber bites because when Amber's like, "Can I try a piece?" she doesn't take like a small bite. No, no. she, she like, detaches un- her jaw. Yeah, she unhinges her jaw and fucking like <laughs> eats the thing. And then you're like, "That's <laughs> not a bite." <laughs> like, it's funny cuz it's true. <laughs> like I love you, April. I love Amber. Listen, I've been dealing with her for, it's about to be, (gasps) next year's going to be 10 years that Amber and I know each other. Wow. It's about to be 10 years that I've known her, so I can talk all the shit that I want. She takes the biggest bite, and I'm like, dude, you can't take a regular bite. And she's like, that is a regular bite. I'm like, that's half of what I'm eating right now. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Like, love her, though. Love her. Um, what was I looking for? Oh, the complimentary signs. That's right. I think we should add a fucus because it does not affect me whatsoever. Ha ha. Um, what an Aquarius thing. I know you're searching up a lot faster than me because I don't, my brain is like on standstill right now. The most compatible signs with Scorpio are generally considered to be Cancer, Virgo, Capricorn, and Pisces. But that doesn't give me a complimentary sign. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Um, Zodiac. Oh, shit. I don't know how to spell Apparently, Scorpios are generally least compatible with Leo and Aquarius. And I have found... I've I've gotten along with every Leo I've met and every Aquarius I've met. So Yeah, because... I'm a cuss. I wonder if that's a psychological thing. Okay, ready? We're going to talk. We're going to go into psychology really quick. Wait, let me find this thing first. Come on, Valeria. Zodiac signs. <coughs> Zodiac. Focus. Oh, complimentary. Complement. Com- 
C-O-M-P-L-I. Here I am trying to be a linguist. I don't know how to spell. It's fine. I studied music and I didn't know anything. Oh, there we go. It's fine. Aha! Found it. Um, what was I talking about before that? Oh, okay. The, okay. So if we added, if we added, which is my whole point, which was my whole point about me talking about Amber. If we added Ophiuchus to it, a lot of the people who would switch, who would move down or move up on their signs, if their like personality is already like the sign that they grew up knowing they are, is that like a psychological thing? Like a placebo thing? Where it's like you're a Sagittarius, so you're going to act like a Sagittarius. And then you'll be like, I am a Sagittarius. But then like now you're a Libra. And Libra are pretty chill people. Who's a Libra? Bruno Mars is a Libra. Shelby's a Libra. Shelby's a Libra. Our friend Shelby. Um... But for the most part, I am pretty chill until I get like lit about something. Yeah, you are pretty chill. Well, I mean, Libra, their symbol is the balance. So if there's any injustice or whatever, Libra's on top of it. Um, I'm not saying that's me, but but you are on top of it. <laughs> if, there, if there is any injustice, Mackenzie, you are on top of it. Hmm. Well, okay. I just don't like seeing people treated like shit. All right. Right. That's as, I mean, as any human being would want to, but some human beings are really on top of it. Like Mackenzie. Um, and Shelby does post a lot about um, organizations and stuff like yeah. that. So they're definitely on top of it. Another Libra woman that I know, an ex coworker of mine, she's also like big into like, um, equality and just and like things about injustices against other people and stuff like that now the thing that i notice about um libras is that they're even though they're symbols of balance there's always an unbalance in their life in some kind of way i've always found that libras are always do you mean imbalance oh yeah thank you imbalance you see trying to be a linguist can't speak um don't speak i know what <laughs> there's always an imbalance in one shape or in some shape or form with Libra. A lot of Libras that I've met, especially like the older Libras, are always trying to like get their life together. There's always like a, they're doing fine and then not fine and then doing fine and then not fine. And then they, they get themselves into these situations that they think will help them, but it doesn't. And so there's always like a constant <laughs> search of a balance whether it be life, whether it be work, whether it be relationship or anything. I don't really know about Shelby because I haven't spoken to Shelby in forever. So I don't know if she has an imbalance, an imbalance, son of a bitch, an imbalance in something. But that's what I found out about Libras. Libras are also air signs, which I am. So Libras are, I get along with Libras. They're cool. But they do have imbalance issues. So, I mean, I could see you as Libra. Here's the thing. Right now, I got three different signs. I'm on a cusp, so I'm a cusp of Scorpio and Sagittarius. And then, according to this new chart, I'm a Libra, so. The world may never know. Because I sure as hell don't. Neither do I. Okay, I found the complementary signs. Okay. So, in the zodiac sign, in the zodiac, in the modern zodiac astrology, you have it's everything's in a circle 
Mm-hmm. So then you have your complementary sign is the sign that exactly mirrors you, is the sign opposite from you within that circle of the zodiac sign. So what I like to think of it is like that person, so that sign would be, every, we all know what a mirror is. If you look at yourself in the mirror, you lift up your right hand, it looks like you're lifting up your left hand on the other side. So it's like that sign is pretty much the opposite personality of you, which complements you. So like I'm an Aquarius, the opposite sign is a Leo. Aquarius, we're like very chill people. We're very chill, very um, also on like very big on humanity on top of everything. Um, We go with the flow, do our own thing at our own time. Leos are, they're fire signs. Um, Aquarius is an air sign, even though our name has aqua in it. Um, So Leos are fire signs. Leos are super driven people. All of, anyone who is of a fire sign is driven because they literally have fire up their ass. So they have to move. Um, Leos also like to think that they're on top, just like any lion would, if you really think about it in the perspective of a lion. Um, what's it called? They're, they're very, um, set, not really set in their ways. I've met two types of Leos. I've met chill Leos and then I've met super anal Leos and the chill Leos are like, they do their things. They, they, they're very driven. They do their things how they're supposed to do um stubborn and then you have the anal leos who are double stubborn and everything is like everything scheduled every moment of their day is scheduled like my youngest cousin she has an alarm for everything that mm-hmm. she has to do wakes up has an alarm needs to take a shower has an alarm needs to take a medicine has an alarm like that and everything has to be done a certain way and she's a leo even though for anybody else that would drive me insane, but that doesn't bother me when it comes to Leo's because for me, it's like when my cousin would be like, are you going to make your bed? And I'm like, this is my, this is my domain Uh rule here in this domain, but I will let you walk like that. Demon get back. Correct. So Leo's personality of being very on top of things set in their ways is very opposite of Aquarius's. Even though we're kind of set in our way, well, set in our ways in a form that when we have something in our head, we're stubborn about it. But we're very chill. Like if there's rules, if there's another way to do those rules, we will do it. If you tell us to jump, we'll be like, I mean, I guess like, (laughs) so those are what the opposite signs are so i found the list and so aries oh and it has descriptions cool so for aries the opposite of aries is libra so the diversity i found hold on i found this on you always got to name your sources oh i got a burp burp okay i found this on free-horoscope.com Um, It says Aries Libra, the diversity of Aries and Libra is apparent. Their mode of behavior and motivation are totally different, but deeply complementary. 
Aries acts in a fervent manner. This is a hurry up one who goes off at the deep end. Whereas if that is not Amber, I swear to God. Um, whereas Libra is rather passive and contemplative. Aries are choleric, impatient, aggressive, and self-centered. Librans are calm, diplomatic, and prudent. A Libra is a perfect complement for an Aries who, by their side, can moderate his impulsive outbursts and reveal more mildness. As for Libra, they can derive inspiration from Aries for developing dynamic self-support and a combat spirit. That is why Amber and I have been together for such a long time because my little air sign has to calm her little fire sign sometimes because she will... I'm off the deep end like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who is next? Cancer. Okay. So the opposite of Cancer is Capricorn, which that's funny. Alexis is a Capricorn. Okay. The opposite characteristics of Cancer and Capricorn are so real that they become extremely complementary. Cancerians are gentle, tender, delicate, rather careless, sensible, dreamy, and have a tendency to count on others for moving forward. On the other hand, Capricorns are rigid, cold, realistic, self-disciplined, ambitious, and tend to only rely on themselves. Beside a Cancer. <laughs> I mean, Alexa, don't know. I mean, Alexa. Except... Well, you have to get to know her, and then she's not cold anymore. Yeah, but, it, like, it's not cold in, like, a bad way. No. Cold in, like, a very control they, – they're very controlled of their emotions. So yeah. opposite of cancer, who are very emotional, which is why I cannot stand them. Um, and oh. that's coming from me that I have Capricorn, <laughs> moon, and ascending. So that makes so much sense. Um, cancers are very – they're very emotional. They will express it either, but cancers are weird because they will express it or they won't. They're just very moody people and you will see it. Capricorns, you will never see what emotions they have. No. Ever. That's the coldness. Not like a rude coldness. It's just an emotional type of cold. And here's the thing. I know that- about the, the, what's that, what's the name of the wall in Game of Thrones? The wall. Oh, yeah, the wall, sure. I think it's called the wall, just the wall. I guess. Okay. That is what Y'all know what we're talking about. It's that, that big huge wall. That, yeah, the big thing where the white walkers walk through, that's the wall. Yes. And my mom is a Cancer, and my oldest sister is a Capricorn. So let me tell you, that's the truest thing I've ever seen. My mom they is super emotional. Yeah, they do. They get along. Okay. They're they super them. emotional. And my mom is super emotional. Like, that's just how she's always been. Mm -hmm. And you know, as soon as she's disappointed, mad, angry, happy, upset. My other sister, Brittany, who's a Virgo, mm. um, has this thing where she calls it mom's witching hour, where every night around 8 or 9 p.m., she starts dying of laughter at something. So she almost can't even like get the words out to explain the story that is so funny to her. And she's like crying tears. I love how your sister calls it mom's witching hour. Yeah, that's her witching hour where she like finds something to die laughing at. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 
But the funny but, thing is that some cancers can also be cold in a way. But it's, they're yeah. so, oh my God. here's the thing about me and cancers, man. And I live with one. And I love my cousin, Gabby. <laughs> I love her. But, love her to death. And her boyfriend's a cancer too. So that's cancer on cancer. But like, she's the more openly emotional cancer. And mm-hmm. her boyfriend is the cold type of cancer, but he's also super emotional. Yes. But they like to act like, I have no feelings. Like, I'm a man. I'm, I'm Batman. He's also a big fan of Batman. So he literally tries to act like Batman sometimes emotionally. But I cannot. Um, anyway. Okay. So it says, beside a cancer, a Capricorn master's generosity, flexibility, open-mindedness, imagination. As for cancers, they can get inspired by a Capricorn to adopt rigor, stability, develop their ambitions, and control their emotions. Yes. It's probably why your sister and your mom get along. They do. They get along. Well, everybody get. we all get along. Yeah. But. Uh, let me see. That's here. just true because my sister Shannon, growing up, she hated giving us hugs. She still hates giving us hugs. She does. She'll do it now. I think she's softened in her old age. But anytime we would be like, she was going back to college, or she moved away to New York the first time, or anytime she went back home, and we'd be like, "Bye, Shannon." We'd hug her and like give her a kiss in the cheek. She'd be like, "But you know what's so funny is that my mom is a Capricorn." Mm-hmm. But she's the physical affection person. Oh, no. Not I, yet. If, girl, if I tell you that I'm the one, here's the thing. I'm Aquarius Capricorn Capricorn. So I am not the one when it comes to that. I like to pick and choose when I get affection. And it's usually That's- when I choose it. Okay? Not when you want it. It's when I want it. Okay? So my <clears throat> mom, so I grew up and everybody – and I noticed that on my mom's side of the family, they're very overly affectionate physically. And I'm talking about will throw themselves on top of you and hug you. Or like my mom will come and she'll hug me in bed and then she'll like throw her leg on me and like try and hug me. And I'm like, please get, get off. off of me. Like I know. But then when I go to hug my mom because I want to, she's like, oh my God, are you hugging me? like that not anymore mom not anymore um so my mom was the the affectionate one but when it comes to her coldness i would say her coldness is more in business i can see that my mom is very business oriented so she just doesn't let anybody hop up in her in like her work or anything like that like if it's someone who wants to partner up with her she's like what do you have to offer for me like that? But if we're talking about like affection with like family and stuff like, like loved ones. Yeah. She is. No, she's all over me. And I don't Give me the love. Yeah. No. She'll be like, why don't you hug me? Why don't I'm like, no. Oh, not too. So, no mom. No. But my Capricorn. is the one that's like, I will come to you. You do not come to me. Exactly. Okay, so you had a question about what's the opposite of Sagittarius. The opposite of Sagittarius is Gemini. Hell no. We have, we, at least the squad, has a weird relationship with Geminis. 
Hell no. In the fact that we're not fans of Geminis, even though Geminis are, even though I do get along with Geminis, Geminis are one of the other air signs aside from Libra. But I think of Gemini as like the cancers of the air signs. Every air, I mean, every sign has one like. Yeah, that one that's just really, and and Gemini is one of them. Now there is like that stereotype where Gemini's the twin, so they're two faced. Not really. Now there are people. There's two faced people in any sign, in any way of life. Um, but Gemini's double like duality can happen in their. It can happen in their emotions. I've have met Gemini's where they're one time they're totally fine, other times they're not fine. Um, I've met Gemini's where their duality is in their um, thought process, so they're always changing ideas. Um, I have Gemini's where their duality results in them being flaky. Like, yeah, I'll come, and now I don't want to come anymore. Like that. Um, <laughs> what else? I've met Gemini's that their duality comes, well, results in them being indecisive because they always like, well, I'm going to do this or no, I'm not going to do that. Or relationship wise, relationship wise, I have met Gemini's that since they're always back and forth and their duality, their back and forthness has them to be like open for anything and they'll get bored easily. So I've met a lot of Gemini's, not a lot of Gemini's, I met one Gemini, but my cousin, she reads tarot cards and a lot of times she'll read tarot cards for women and when she sees in the cards that the women their partners are cheating on them my cousin will ask are they a gemini and they're like yes so not saying that all gemini's are cheaters or whatever but within their duality how they always go back and forth in their minds they're they're always trying to find the next the next thing that interests them a lot of times within relationship it could mean they become unfaithful or get bored of their partnerships and stuff like that. So um, I have a weird, Gemini's are weird, man. Um, and we're just, we're just, Gemini's are weird. <clears throat> anyway, so Gemini Sagittarius. Behavior and personalities of Gemini and Sagittarius are polar and can be contrast as well as complement of each other. Gem, uh, I'm just going to say, I don't know how, I don't like how they say this. Geminis are in search of their identity. Their character is adaptable. They are easy to influence and prone to reflection. To the contrary, Sagittarians have no single doubt of who they are. They reveal an unreigned, inconsiderate, and moralistic nature. However, these two signs could enrich each other with their opposite qualities. From contacts with Sagittarius, a Gemini learns permanence, sincerity, enthusiasm, and tenacity. As to Sagittarius, they are likely to be inspired by Gemini to develop some tact, open-mindedness, modesty, and introduce certain limits. That's that. Which I could actually... I'm good. Which I could see that, though, because Gemini... I mean... Sagittarians, when you guys are like in your ways, you guys are in your ways. And you guys are like very blunt, very, if you got something to say, you say it. Meanwhile, Geminis are like, we're going to say it, but like, this is how 
here's the best way to say it. And like, we're just going to rein it in. I have no idea what you're referring to. I never. <laughs> okay, fine. I have a tendency to be brutally honest and sometimes it hurts people's feelings and then I feel bad afterwards, but they needed to know, all right? But still, okay. Bad about it slightly. <laughs> slightly. Only slightly. I will say that's one of the biggest, like when Philip and I first started dating, that was one of our biggest things. Mm. I have a habit of just yeah, spewing out are, things. And you guys are also impulsive. Yes. I have a habit of spewing out like exactly how I feel. Like, and I don't care if it hurts your feelings. Like I just need to get it off my chest about how I feel. And that's and, why Gemini's there to be like, and Virgos take what you say very literally. Yes. Very well, literally. They don't actually like read into like what you're saying. They're like, I'm trying to remember like, you think I, I don't fucking know or whatever. I can't think of like an example right now for some reason, but let's just say I called him lazy. You are like lazy and I think he's ungrateful. He'd be like, you think I'm not grateful for you and I don't love you? I'm like, they take- That's not what we're saying. Or if like, I accidentally call him like stupid or something, or like, why would you do that? Such a dumb idea or something. He'd be like, you think I'm stupid? What do you like, you know? Yeah, the thing about Virgos is that they don't process what they hear first and they just, they react on like on a dime without actually thinking about what you're saying, which drives me insane. But on the same hand, they will not tell you what they're thinking. Correct. So you literally have to ask them 10,000 times, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? Yeah. I say something. Did I do, you know what I'm saying? And you're just Correct. like, Correct. I live, I live with, two two human virgos and one doggy virgo and I'll tell you right now the human ones they are that love them though got to i guess <laughs> no, I, do, but I do yeah okay so taurus and scorpio sitting in a tree k i s s i n g Okay, so Taurus and Scorpio, the differences between Taurus and Scorpio are of such kind that these two signs can pass by along each other, alongside each other, just as well as become inseparable. Scorpio is hungry for extreme and extraordinary experience, whereas Taurus is down to earth and finds pleasure in a rather routine lifestyle. Taurians need tranquility. They love gathering and possessing. In contrast, Scorpios are detached, tortured, instinctive, and do not hesitate to destroy in order to aspire for renewal. At Taurus's side, Scorpio learns to enjoy simple pleasures of life, to become more stabilized, and to take advantage of perseverance. As to Taurus, they can get inspired by Scorpio for learning to renounce, to be more unbiased, and less stubborn. Taurus Scorpio. Scorpios are intense. 
Yes. They are intense people. That's because they love secrets. There there are very few Scorpios that I get along with. I have one friend from high school. Her name is also Valeria. She is a Scorpio. But I found that I get along more with Scorpio women. Not that I don't get along with Scorpio men. I guess I've just met more Scorpio women that I get along with. Yeah. Um, But her and I, we get along very well. Um, I know I also drove her crazy sometimes because she'd be like, Valeria, can you just do what I'm telling you? And I'm like, no. "No." Um, And who else? Um, I guess me. I guess you. Well, you're like a cusp. I'm talking about true ass Scorpios. Oh, Brian. Kevin's friend. Kevin's yeah. best friend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey. I get along with him, which is weird because I remember when he and I, when we um, like first became friends and first started talking, I was like, you know, it's weird that you and I can have such really good conversation and you're a Scorpio. Yeah. I've never had long conversations with a Scorpio man. Usually it'll be like very quick. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty that. much it. And that's that. I met another Scorpio guy. His name was also Brian um, when I was in Venice. And he and I, like, we got along, but our conversations weren't long. They were, like, really short conversations. And then just, that's that. Um, But, yeah, I get along with some. The one Scorpio I know He's really into, like, very deep, thought-provoking conversations. Yeah. Well, yes. That, like, sometimes they make your head hurt after, but, like, in a thoughtful, like, it's not, like, an annoying way. It's Mm -hmm. just, like, a, huh. Yeah, Scorpios like deep conversations. Yes. They like deep intellectual conversations, which I think is, like, where I can get along with them because Aquarians also like deep conversations because we like to we like to see how people's minds work Mm -hmm. and we also like contrasting ideas from ours yeah that's in a sense where i can get along with scorpios um next it's me okay (laughs) leo aquarius the polar opposite behavior of Leo and Aquarius makes them opposed in the same way as it draws them together. Leo is a generous one with overflowing vitality, ambitious, authoritarian, endowed with great self-confidence and a desire to be recognized. Yes. Aquarius is original, independent, low disciplined, indulgent, flexible, and fraternal. Yes. I am low disciplined. In Leo's company, an Aquarius can develop the sense of organization, become more affectionate, more audacious and confident, less rebellious, more stable and more merciful, which is true. I lived with two Leos when I was at FAU. Both of my roommates, um, Gianna and Maya, they were both leos now they were both the two types of leos that i know the chill leo and the anal leo and they would both be like valeria why don't you just like do this 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 and this way and this way and i'm like i mean you're right i mean 
you're right sure because they like bring me down because i'm up here aquarians are all the way up here and sometimes aquarians need like people to bring us down and sometimes it's a two-person job so <laughs> that's funny that's that um so as to leo they can draw inspiration from Aquarius to become more humanistic and tolerant, more self-sufficient, and more creative in order to put great deeds into life. Yes. Go Aquarians. Alrighty. And the last ones, Virgo Pisces. So. The differences between Virgo and Pisces are blurred as despite their distinct behavior, they both are introverts by nature. Yeah. Truths. Facts. Facts. Virgos are discreet, timid, disciplined, thoughtful, perfectionistic, hard fact, mm -hmm. organized, and extremely anxious. To the contrary, Pisces are, you, what is this word? Utopianists? They lack pragmatic prag, pragmatism. They tend to go with the tide and escape from all responsibility. By Virgo side, a Pisces gains in self-sufficiency, becomes more courageous, and learns to face the reality. As for Virgos, they can get inspired by Pisces to learn to relax, profit from pleasures of existence, boost their open-mindedness, and become less constrained because Virgos live in a square box. That's anything outside of their square box is unacceptable. Unacceptable. That's the truth though, I'll tell you yeah. that. That is Maybe that's why I don't know. At Amber's wedding, Morgana was the only person to like draw a conversation out of Philip. Maybe. Yep. Morgizi was the only one to draw that conversation. She was like, talk to him about, they had a full on conversation. And I was wow. like. She did it. She unlocked the level. It's because like, they're opposite signs. It's because they're opposite signs. So now we Well, know. I'll tell you Philip's code is talk to him about Legend of Zelda and you're in. That's his code. Virgos. Or the eagle. Virgos are always, they always have that one thing that makes them nerdy. Or those two things, Philadelphia Eagles and. Or Legend. that. Yeah. So now we know the opposite signs. So Virgos and Pisces are opposite signs. <clears throat> Leo Aquarius are opposite signs. Taurus Scorpio are opposite signs. Mm -hmm. Gemini Sagittarius, Cancer Capricorn, and Aries Libra. Now we know. So I guess that would be like the best thing to think about too, if you're like trying to have a kid. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the whole reason for me thinking about this is because I saw this person post a video that apparently, hold on, let me get it right. Just messing with my mic. Messing with my this mic. person posted a video that apparently your fifth, seventh, and ninth houses, like whatever signs are in your fifth, seventh, and ninth house determine mm -hmm. like what, not necessarily gender, but if your kid will be more masculine or feminine. And I looked it up and that means that I would have 
three girls in a row, but I checked like another one of my friend's charts and her fifth, seventh and ninth houses are Cancer, Virgo and Sagittarius, mm-hmm. which is boy, no, it's girl, girl, boy. Right, because Sagittarius Because Cancer, Virgo are feminine yeah. and Sagittarius is a masculine, masculine. sign. Mm-hmm. But I, her first kid is a boy and he's all boy. Like he's in the like, just typical boy things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, if maybe like the father's like birth chart might play into that. That's just something I wanted True. to look into. That could also do that also. It's always a, when it comes to, I guess, signing kids. Yeah. You always are kind of a piece of the signs of what your parents are too. For example, both of my parents are earth signs. Yeah. Me and Brianna are the only water signs. So both of my parents are birth signs. Actually, all three of them. My stepdad's a Virgo. Well, you're an air sign, not a water sign. I mean, did I say water sign? Yeah, you said you and Brianna are. Sorry. What about um, Leilani? Leilani is a Virgo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Leilani's a Virgo. My stepdad's a Virgo. My mom's a Capricorn and my dad's a Taurus. So a lot of birth signs for these poor little air signs. Yes. So, um, but so, I mean, with that, there's a lot of, a lot of that signs of your parents kind of trickle in to that too. I mean, aside from the fact that I also have earth in my chart, cause I'm Aquarius Capricorn Capricorn. Okay. Um, so I'm, girl, I'm, I'm literally a balloon with a sandbag holding like at the end of it. <laughs> that is me. Um, because mine, I am according to every single birth chart that I did today, because I was just interested about it, mm-hmm. I am Scorpio, Capricorn, Virgo. So I am, what is that? Water, Earth, Earth? Yeah, water, Earth, Earth. So. But then let's say, so you could either be Scorpio, Capricorn, Virgo, or Sagittarius, Capricorn, Virgo. Which is fire, Earth, Earth. Right. Earth, wind, and fire. Earth, wind, and fire. Correct. Um, That's what I was wondering, like, if you're, I guess, not the, whatever the, whoever the father of the kid is, that their birth chart plays into the gender as well. Like, how that would, you know what I mean? Yeah. That also, I mean, it's not a one-sided thing, so. Yeah. That also can, can determine um, what it is. So. What is um, your fifth, sixth, and seventh? My fifth, I, my, well, according to like the chart, it doesn't have anything in the seventh house, but if I scroll all the way down, if it'll let me, it says my fifth house is Capricorn. Male. Okay. Isn't it female? I thought Capricorn was male. I thought Capricorn was female. Well, let me bust out my handy dandy astrology book and we'll find out. Okay. I literally have my my fifth. fifth, Oh, it's your fifth, seventh, and ninth house. So my fifth house is Capricorn. My seventh house house is Pisces. And my ninth house house is Taurus. Girl, you got got nine houses? Well, you have 12 houses. Hold on. I'll tell you right now the masculine or feminine energies of all of the. Yeah, because he, the guy on whatever video it was, he didn't say it necessarily means the gender of your kid. It just says they'll have more like feminine. Yeah. 
Yeah. And my friend was say... just like, I don't know if that's true because my first kid was a boy and he is obsessed with cars. Like, but that does, I want to like say it doesn't necessarily mean like has to do with what they like and dislike. I would right. say it's more like emotion wise. Because mm -hmm. her son is a Scorpio. Well, if he's a Scorpio, he's going to be full of emotions. Yeah. Because people do associate feminine with feelings and masculine with like not feeling i guess or not that i mean not not feeling but like more being in control right or like being rigid yeah men <clears throat> cry guys yeah it's okay i'll tell you right now Oh, no, this is the sun. Hold on. I need to get to these are the I really like this book because it breaks it down. It breaks down all of the planets and then it breaks down the signs. And then at the end, it helps you figure out how to read your birth chart. Mm. I got this a while ago. Have I read it a lot? No, no. Because here's the thing. I'm always like, you know, I'm going to read this book. Then I get the book and I don't read it. Yeah, because it's just weird. Like my chart here. I'm just going to snap a picture of this to you. Why doesn't it say? That's stupid. It should tell me if it's. I know Aquarius is masculine. We're gonna Google it because my book isn't telling me. It's telling me everything else about the signs, but if they're masculine or feminine. Yeah. Zodiac. Um, signs. Uh, back hurts my emotion chakra hurts mm. your emotions chakra is in your lower back so if you're an empath your lower back always hurts okay oh wait let me see the pictures and then mine is the first one and then Philip's is the second oh girl i can't does it say what it oh you mean like you want to read the lines <laughs> What do you want, like, the where the houses are? Uh, yeah. Or, or does it say, like, in writing what the planets are? Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. In what places? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I gotta do it this way, then. Wow, Philip's moon and his sun is in Virgo. Oh, he's in the middle. He's a cusp. That's right. Libra. Mm -hmm. His moon is in Virgo. And his ascending... Oh, I don't know. It's Capricorn. His ascending's in Capricorn. And the second one is Philip. There you oh, go. So that's all Earth. He's yeah, a he's a human being. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then oh here we go. Virgo, Virgo. Oh, okay. This is yours. Alright, so Scorpio. Scorpio, Capricorn. Virgo, and then he's Virgo, Virgo, Capricorn. That is why you guys are married. Why? Because you both have Capricorn and Virgo. You is a grounded fire. You are, what would you, what would your, what would that be? A forest fire. <laughs> forest fire. 
No. Um, lava? True. Lava. Because you can be explosive. It's been known to happen. <laughs> As we saw earlier today in the chat. In the group chat. And he is literally just all earth. Mm-hmm. Just straight up dirt. Yeah, he's straight up dirt. Mm-hmm. Super grounded. That is... Yes. Wow. What a time. Flair's <laughs> like, I couldn't. I could not. I thought <laughs> could not um try playing board games with him no no let me tell you he busts out the rule book every single time he's like that is not in the rules (laughs) he even did that with the game of life he was like that is not in the rules it's funny now though because it's just i sometimes will cheat just playing uno yes Mm, there's no rules in uno yes there are Oh, yes, there are. I feel like watching you and him play Uno together would be a battle royale. Yeah, because guess what? (laughs) My Uno, does that mean he doesn't place, like, if he has... Multiples? No. Oh, my God. Yep, first time we ever played Uno together, he was like, you can't do that. And I was like, what do you mean I can't do that? I've been playing it this way my entire life. And he was like, it's not in the rule." Oh my god. Yeah, I wish we could show we have a we have a game shelf. Oh, I believe it. Like we have Jumanji, which we played all of twice. I've we have a classic we have a it's not it's all right. But what the games we play a lot are like we play Connect Four a lot. <laughs> we do. We're like old okay we play like gin rummy and stuff like that a lot i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do if like our kids don't like playing board games you would have to get fun board games well we have monopoly and like life and stuff like that i mean like actual fun board games you know he had never played cards against humanity until he started dating me and he was like i don't know if i like this he was like this isn't a board game and i was like it's fun though but it's fun it is fun here's the thing virgos in their little square box they don't play cards against humanity he does now yeah he's learned to like like he has learned to like it i would say he has definitely loosened up yeah because he married you so you got you got to be some kind of loose to love mackenzie for loose I would say if there's any song, theme song to our relationship, that's what it is, Footloose. Oh my god. That's funny. Accurate or not, it's accurate. But at least, but yeah, but the thing is you guys complement each other. I like to think so. Yeah, you guys complement each other. I mean, if you didn't complement each other and you just straight up butted heads, you would not be married right now. Let's be real. No, we don't. I mean, we butt heads on like certain things, but like that's normal. Yeah, I mean, because you guys still have your your differences, but and everything else, you guys complement each other. Yeah, I don't know if I could date anybody who just agreed with me on everything. I'd be like, yeah, but also you can't date someone who always doesn't agree with you. Yeah, 
I've been in those relationships. Those don't work. Yeah, I know. I like the, like, just the, the playful challenging. Exactly. Like, why do you like think that? You just for shits and giggles, just to get mm-hmm. you that, like that. I like that. It's funny, though, because anytime we have a discussion about something, I immediately know when he's done with it, because he just is like, all right, I'm done. Like, he's like, he's like, I can't. He's like, you're not even talking about what we started talking about anymore. And I'm like, well, <laughs> we made it here. <laughs> Exactly. I'm making my way downtown, <laughs> walking walking fast. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm home now. <laughs> okay. Masculine and feminine energies. Yes. Ready? Okay. Christmas, Christmas time. <laughs> That's what just that reminded me of. Okay. Um, all right. Aries is masculine. Yes. Taurus is feminine. Mm-hmm. Gemini is masculine. Yes. Cancer. Oh, this is like every other. Okay. <clears throat> so Gemini is masculine. Cancer is feminine. Leo is masculine. Virgo is feminine. Libra is masculine. Scorpio is feminine. Sagittarius is masculine. And you're right. Capricorn is feminine. Aquarius is masculine and Pisces is feminine. So if that's true, I should have three girls in a row or three boys that are all very emotional. Uh Uh-huh. But in his birth chart, in his fifth, sixth, and seventh house, well, his, yeah, his fifth, seventh, and ninth houses, he has Taurus, Cancer, and Libra. Feminine. Feminine, masculine. So either way, we're probably gonna have a girl for <laughs> if this is true. I don't know if it is. I'd like to look into it more to see yeah. if it actually is. I mean, if not, you are gonna have a very um, emotionally intelligent child. And I'm here for that. That's what you're gonna have. Um, at least with me. Me and my, me and Brianna, even though Aquarius is masculine, our energies are pretty masculine, even though we are girls. Yes. Like it, you can just, our energies are pretty masculine. Yes, I would agree with that. So. Which one was Scorpio again? Was that feminine or? Scorpio, well, so Scorpio's before you, this, this is not how I'm going to remember it. Since okay. we know it's always every other. Mm-hmm. So since you're masculine, Scorpio before you is feminine. Okay. It's like that. So now that I know that I'm masculine, I know that Capricorn's feminine. Which Alexa feels, Alexa feels feminine. Yes. Manuela feels feminine to me. So does, yes. so does Morgana. You, me, and Amber, we're pretty masculine in our in our energies. I think we are. But sometimes Alexa has that BDE. I mean, of course you can. Not you. You can be feminine and have. Oh no, I'm saying that. I'm just saying like out of all of us, sometimes she just has it. And I'm like, yeah, because that's that goddess energy. Yeah. That's what it is. Like good for you. And Alexa is Strike that. She doesn't have BD. She has big VE. <laughs> big vag energy. Here's the big thing old. 
And that's that. <laughs> and that's um, part one of birth charts with Mackenzie and Valeria. And Valeria. Um, what else should we talk about? Um, I don't know. What else should we talk about? What else about astrology are you um, curious in? All of it, but... All of it. That's really not specific. I would just like to understand birth charts. You know what I'm saying? Like how to read a birth chart. Yeah, I don't know how to read a birth chart either. My parents got mine done when I was born. Because in Chile, like tarot reading and mysticism and spiritualism, that's like a regular, that's like a normal thing. It's not like here where I, even though the U.S. doesn't have an official religion, but the U.S. is kind of, is pretty like Christian in their ways traditionally. So here, that is accurate. That is like, that is witchcraft. That isn't real. Um, That's weird. So like my cousin, she was so used to just being able to read tarot cards in the street in Chile, like everybody did it. But doing it here, she's like nervous about doing it because everyone looks at her weird. So yes, because it's not like a common thing here. Yeah, it's not normalized. My parents got mine done from a guy that's like super famous in Chile um, about that. They also went to a person, I don't know if it was a lady or not, um, but they also went to a person that told them what their past lives were. And that- um, That I would be interested in. And that my mom and my dad met in Egyptian times. And I think they were also married in those times something like that but i mean it would make sense as to why my mom and my dad are so close even though they're divorced yeah because my mom and my dad aren't just like regular divorced couples no very close like if my mom were to die my dad would die if my dad were to die my mom would literally die so like that i see that um but i wonder what sometimes i wonder what my past life was I wonder too. Because that would be cool. Although I do know that this life is my last life. But how do you know that? Is it just like a feeling? It's so weird because I can just like feel it because I can feel like everything I'm supposed to accomplish, I'm going to accomplish in this lifetime. And there's nothing, there's nothing that I've ever done where I'll be like, it's okay, I'll get it in the next one. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, there isn't going to be a next one because this is it. Yeah. Whereas there are just some other people who always feel like, not like lost, but that they can like do it again or stuff like that. I feel like this is my last, this is my last life, which is totally fine because a bitch needs to be put to rest. So (laughs) I do not (laughs) need to be coming back. I don't know how many lives I've lived, but I'm happy this is the last one because this is it. I wonder how many lives I have left. Oh, not me personally, but my entity my soul i mean i guess if you feel like there's there are i guess by the end of your life if you feel like you haven't accomplished something or like you haven't really accomplished what your life what you were supposed to accomplish in life in any shape or form you'll come back in the next life <laughs> but i won't be there sorry sorry at least we finally met each other in this one i know who knows maybe we met in a previous life we probably did i'm pretty sure the squad met in a previous life because there is no way the six of us love each other that hard that quick that quick as we do yeah so there has to be 
that's just stuff I'd want to know. Like, what was my previous life? Did I know Philip in a previous life? Or is this the first time we've ever met? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just true. interesting things I think about. Because those are, like, interesting things to think about. I know, like, a lot of people are, like, those things are dumb because they're not realistic. But, like, sometimes we shouldn't, we don't always have to be realistic. It's good to have some kind of fantasy and mysticism. Or just, like, magic in your life. Yeah. You know? Not everything has to be so fixed or... Yeah, so... Because, I mean, even if you think about, like, Catholicism or Christianity or any kind of thing like that, like, you're believing in something that you've never seen, like, in a sense that it's magical. Correct, but nobody thinks of it that way. Like, it's not necessarily magic, but... But it's definitely otherworldly. It's, yeah, it's, it's... It's Nothing that we can see or touch or anything like yeah. for people who are Christian, Catholic, whatever, like believing that someone died and came back to life, that's mystical. Especially yeah. like in order for someone to be canonized or like become a saint, they have to um, perform a bunch of miracles. Miracles, which is mystical. Exactly. That is, that is otherworldly. Exactly. But so nobody every- thinks of it that way. They think of it as this concrete thing to where people just like shut their eyes to just the magical possibilities of the world. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I have no problem with any sort of religion, as we've said before, but like, you don't need to take everything so literally. It's like rules and guidelines to follow Correct. and for you to interpret yourself. And every single religion has that. And people who take it very literally, it's open to interpretation. Like, and also times have changed. Yeah, it's not, we shouldn't take things so seriously. I always get made fun of because they're like, you are, I always get told, Valeria, you really like Disney. Why do you like Disney? It's for children. I'm like, it is a magical place. Like, have you met this real world? okay i don't want to live in it okay like disney is the one time where you can actually feel like there's there's magic in the air and you can just like be calm and there is no seriousness and stuff exactly like that's what that's what like i take into life all the time because i'm like anything's possible everything if you just believe yeah everything is made of glitter and neon we live in pandora guys okay Everything is neon and connected with one another and nothing so serious. Correct. But then we get the people who are like, I'm realistic. I'm like, no, you're boring. Mm -hmm. Think outside of the box. Think of the possibilities. Out of the box. Out of the box. box. Yeah, like, come on. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. Honestly. Because it was so cool. Is that the, that's the show where it has the so long, the so long. So long, farewell to you, you my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye. Until we meet again. Like, what a good song. I'm going to sing it's that at everybody's funeral. To sing it together. And they do that weird. Yes. <laughs> we should sing that song to at our funeral <laughs> i know that would be well, so instead cute of bring me little water sylvie it's so oh long. my god no <laughs> no we are not singing that song. i was just saying for the ah part. okay i was about to say i'm like sylvie does not need to bring water at my at my funeral she can rest 
Maggie's come to join us again. <gasps> Maggie. Hi, sweet girl. She said, Mom, it's time for dinner. Oh, well, if it's time for dinner, then I guess we should call it a day then. So long. Farewell. Farewell. <laughs> It'll take me two seconds to feed her. I'll be right back. Okay. Move, Maggie. <laughs> Maggie's oh. about to get fed. Maggie's about to get fed. I think that while Mackenzie's gone, we should just end the podcast here because we already have like about four minutes left. Um, so, so long <laughs> to you, my friend. Mackenzie, do you have any last words to say before I end this podcast? Um, can't see anything because I don't have my glasses on right now, but I love you all. Stay safe and wash your hands and don't be an idiot and do good things. Correct. Yes. So this has been episode 18 of the new year. Uh, we hope you guys have a great new year. Um, let's not say new year, new me, or this is my year. We're just going to no. shut in quietly and hope for the best. Exactly. Um, don't touch anything. Don't just touch anything. Just just sit on the couches that's covered in plastic okay correct um and what else um i hope you enjoyed another zodiac uh, another zodiac episode um we can talk about this all day but we probably won't do that um we'll think of other things for the new year and um yeah be safe um wash your hands wear a mask wash your ass and bye guys. <laughs>